Hello, and welcome to the Lund University International Podcast. On the show, you'll hear from current students, alumni, teachers, and many more special guests as we explore what it's really like to live and study at Lund University. My name is Tim Parker, and I'm an International Communications Officer here at External Relations. All right, everyone, welcome along to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast, where we are talking about studying a second degree at Lund University, a second master's degree. So as everyone knows, here at Lund University, we have over 140 English taught international degree programs. Most of them are master's programs. And today we have two international students, two student ambassadors to talk to us about their experience. Welcome. Thank you. My name is Barbara. Uh, I'm from Slovakia, and at the moment I'm studying Media and Communication Master Program. Fantastic program. I know it well because I used to study it five years ago. All right. And I'm Lily. I'm from Hungary, and at the moment I'm studying Masters in Entrepreneurship and Innovation. Okay, fantastic. And you both previously studied Masters degrees as well. So my previous Master was uh, a one-year Master Program in International Marketing and Brand Management at the Economics Faculty. Okay, here at Lund as well. Yes, All right. exactly. <laughs> so you liked it so much that you decided to stay at Lund? Yes, exactly. It was like that. Yeah. Perfect. And mm-hmm. for me, it was actually the continuation of my engineering degree. Um, so I did my master's in pharmaceutical technology and drug discovery development and production. So that was uh, the end of my five-year engineering. And now I'm actually in business so yeah that was a little switch between business and engineering because i just wanted to gain some more business experience nice sounds really strategic and was the previous degree at lund as well yes exactly i also did that masters in lund okay so we could say that we have two big fans of lund university here yes yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i'm happy to hear it i'm happy to hear it so i was going to ask you guys if you had any professional experience uh, in between the degrees or even before coming to Lund? Yes, so um, after I did my first degree, I also um, took the opportunity to do the international master class, which is an exchange program that you can do after you finish this one year master program. And after that, and also during this exchange, I started working uh, at a um, quite a big company uh, in the Czech Republic. Um, And I was working in the marketing department. Um, I started a part-time, but then as I finished the exchange program, I started full-time and I was there until I started my second master program. So yes, I I have some experience in marketing. Okay, nice. And And, uh, for me, well, uh, I had some kind of experience before I came to Lund for my first master's. So then I was working in engineering, so I was working in a research lab, all that kind of stuff with engineering. And with my first master program, I had the opportunity to actually work in the pharmaceutical industry. So I was working in Helsingborg for McNeil, which is part of the Johnson Johnson family. So I was also working there, but now I have my eye on something else, something business related. So that's why I actually took up on this journey on the second master's. Okay, nice. So sounds like you have maybe slightly slightly different motivations for mm-hmm. studying a second master's. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? 
So my motivation was basically that I really enjoyed the first program and especially the process of writing the master thesis. Mm -hmm. And I I seriously wanted to do a PhD. But since this was just a one-year master program, uh, this could be problematic in some countries which could require two-year master programs. Um, and this, this is basically why I decided it would be a good um, decision to do a second master program. And I also felt like I wanted to learn more also from other areas, not just marketing, but also more generally communication and media. So it just made sense in my personal interest and my career goals. Nice. And so far, so good? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm still thinking if I should do the PhD or not, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm absolutely happy that I did or I'm doing the second master program anyway, even if I do the PhD or not. Fantastic. So you have both avenues open to you after yes. finishing the degree. Yes. Exactly. Nice. And Lily, you said you wanted to have more of a focus on business, right? Yes. Um, so like as Barbara, like I also really, really love Lund. And <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, honestly good to be a student here. Uh, and it's also lots of fun in comparison to my uh, to my bachelor's where I had like a very many things to do. And uh, yeah, like it was more like learning everything by heart, whereas here in Lund, like you actually get the opportunity to put, to put everything into good use and try out all the different techniques and everything else. So I would say here in Lund, it's actually more team-based or teamwork-based, everything, and also problem-solving-based which I really, really like. And the reason why I took up on the business master was because I wanted to go a little bit into like life science consulting, which is a combination of both engineering and business. And also because I thought that I have to have something that can differentiate me from all the engineers out there. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, let's be honest, it's a tough market. So you have to have something that is, uh, that is a little bit different. And I think having a little bit of a business approach can always help uh, whatever I want to do with, uh, with my life later on. <laughs> Fantastic. You both sound like planners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really, really good to see. And I have to ask... Have you noticed if you have uh, any different experiences or perspectives compared to some of your other classmates who are studying their first master's degree? I would say that it is a tiny bit easier than it was the first time around. Okay. Uh, just because the type of assignments that we're doing are similar. So I am already I already was used to that type of teamwork and writing essays and it was not new to me anymore so it was easier for me to do it and to adapt to uh, to the program yes so i would say that this makes the experience much more enjoyable because then you don't have to worry about those things and you can just take it easier and me personally it also allowed me to take part in some other activities not just the school uh, which I was too afraid to do in my first program because I was too afraid that I will fail my exams because it's a very intensive program, the one that I studied as my first master. So I, I, I just really like the experience of being here second time. Okay, great. Yeah. And I have to ask quickly, what are those extracurricular activities this time around? Uh, so I am working as a foreman at one of the student nations here in Lund, uh, the Kalmar nation. Uh, and I'm also doing the LU ambassador, uh, just as Lily. Um, so yeah, these are the main things that are taking my free time. 
Yeah. Um, and for me, just like, yeah, the comparison to my classmates, I would also add up on what Barbara said that I feel like it's less stressful for me to do this second master in comparison to the ones that are doing their first masters. Um, because, yeah, you can see that they haven't done these kind of assignments yet. And I'm just literally more chill about everything in every exactly. regard. I also know how to cope if there's like any team drama going on or like whatever. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I would just say that it's a nice experience. I'm much more chill and yeah, I just have my eyes open for, for every kind of opportunity to learn more and learn from the, the other people and so on. And regarding extracurricular activities, I would also say, yeah, I'm an ambassador as well. And I'm also part now from the business school, uh, from LUSAM, I'm part of a student-to-student consulting service, which is called Spark. So students who have some kind of uh, entrepreneurial idea, they can come to us and then we give them some guidance. How can they start a startup or at so and so on. Nice. So, yeah. so it sounds really like the extracurricular activities are also like a part of learning soft skills and yes. uh, your development as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. And I know we've already talked a little bit about how awesome Lund is, but obviously you both think that because you're still here <laughs> and you wanted to study a second degree here. So what what was it about Lund? that made it such an appealing choice for a second degree? Um, wow, where do I begin? <laughs> um, I really like just the academic atmosphere here. Uh, for me, it was a huge cultural shock when I came here that, for example, you um, address the teacher by, by their first name. And it's just um, the whole atmosphere is very friendly and the teachers are very helpful and I do see that they have expertise in what they're doing. Um, but also I really love the student life opportunities, which are unmatched, at least in my experience. Um, and all, this, all the ways that you can get involved or all the things that you can do here in your free time as a student is just really a unique experience. I'm, and I'm so grateful that I can be here the second time. Because also what I didn't mention is that my first program uh, started in 2020. So I even if I wanted to take part in all of those things, I, I wasn't really able because there were like space limits and person counts on everything. And uh, it, it wasn't the same. So I'm so happy that I can be here the second time and see it in, the, in its full beauty. Um, yeah, it is a great experience. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I honestly only can agree with that because, yeah, what I thought about Lund when I first arrived here, arrived here, like it was just such a charming, nice city as well. And also all the student activities and everything else. And as for the university, like for my master's degree in engineering, what I can say is that everything was so modern and up to date regarding all the teaching methods, regarding all the laboratory equipment and everything else. And that's what I also see in my master's in business, that everything is just uh, so up-to-date and so modern. And it's not just about learning hard facts, but actually putting everything into use and just doing stuff. And yeah, just also enjoying your student life while you're here, um, which is also amazing. Just um, if you're an engineering student, they have this uh, 
long five, six weeks of introduction weeks. And that's truly an amazing experience for everyone. And yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Nice. That's really, really good to hear. And I'm also curious about the admissions process uh, the second time around. Was there any challenges that time? Or was it just smooth sailing, I guess? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it was pretty much the same like the first time. The only difference was that I sort of felt like I should explain in my uh, motivation letter why am I trying to do a second master degree. But other than that, it was, I would say, again, it was a tiny bit easier because I already knew how to do it. I knew what to upload. And yeah, it was quite smooth. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would also say honestly the same. Like it was just a yeah super smooth application. You already knew the university admissions uh, website, so yeah, it was quite easy. Um, but for me, since I did a switch from doing engineering for five years to business, it was a little bit harder, and I had to like just uh, come up with motivations why I actually want to switch to business. Um, so my motivational letter took like weeks to write, maybe, I think. I think we all know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you always want to perfect that line or like uh, you also, I don't know, like it's just hard to find the perfect motivation for for something. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, I also, when I had some kind of questions, I just contacted the admissions office and they were very nice and helpful. Um, because, for example, I didn't have to upload some of the documents again. They just took them into account because it was just saved in the database anyways. Um, so yeah, I would also say smooth process, but preparing the motivation letter is always always hard, no matter what you do. Exactly. Trying to squeeze all those thoughts into one A4 page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And now I'm going to ask you a question that's always on the mind of our applicants uh, about financing your studies. Of course, we don't have to go into too many details. Uh, but how did you manage the financial aspects of pursuing a second degree? Um, I would say the same way as I managed the financial aspect of the first degree. Okay. So, um, yes, basically, I am one of those lucky people who don't have to work while studying, which I think is absolutely great because uh, the studies are difficult enough by themselves. Um I have support from my family and I also have some um, savings from when I worked. So um, I don't really have any like advice on that. Maybe Lily, I don't know. Uh, like it's again, literally the exact same. <laughs> like I also have an awesome family who can also support me. And since I also worked before, not just uh, in engineering, but also like some side works, I also have some savings, which I can use. Um, but I would say like the people that I know um, and they don't have the family support, they still manage to work and study at the same time because it's actually quite easy to get some side jobs as working in a restaurant. And honestly, you don't even have to know Swedish for it, for example. So that's actually a cool tip for for internationals. If you're coming in, like just go into the first restaurant and, <laughs> and apply <laughs> because they're always looking for, for some extra hands to help. And Great tip. Yeah, like <laughs> honestly, just just do it. And also for everyone listening, we should just add that even though it is possible to work, uh, you still need to set aside 40 hours a week yes. for your studies. In most cases, of course, it can depend on the individual. 
And the good thing is, when you're doing your second master program, as we said, it's a tiny bit easier to do the studies. So that maybe gives you more time to actually work if you want to work. So yeah, I would say when you're studying the second program, if you want or need to work, I think it's much easier than if you're studying the first one, because the studies are easier. Nice. That's good to know as well. And a question I just uh, thought of right now as well is that you two must both be experts on student housing by now. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. please tell us yeah. about your, all your experiences. <laughs> um, so my first year I lived in a privately owned uh, house. So I just found that on some uh, website with ad ads, really. Um, then I lived at a nation housing. And now I'm living at AF Bostader. So, um, yes, uh, I think it's, it's possible to find good accommodation here, absolutely. But uh, you need a lot of patience and a lot of hard work actually writing, responding to all of these ads with, uh, with the offers. Um, and also it, you need a bit of luck, like it's always like that. Um, but there are so many ways to find housing. Just as I said, like every year that I lived here, I lived somewhere else. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fairly, it's doable to find something good in here. Yeah. What I would also add is, um, yeah, like me personally, I haven't gone through it, but one of my friends, she got scammed. So Ooh. I would very much recommend just like looking into the the person's website how valid the, the housing is or if you have time and the, the money to actually come here and check it out or check out some more accommodations then do it so maybe that's a good tip uh, but for me personally i was also quite lucky with the housing so the first time i came here um i lived in a private accommodation in someone's basement because a lot of people do that that they just renovate their basements and then they lend it out for students But then, like, after a month, I was lucky enough to move into a student corridor. And that's where I still live after two and a half years. <laughs> and I honestly love it because you live together with 12 others. And you share the kitchen, you share a big living room. And then you can just socialize there every night, cook together, do some uh, board game nights together and watch some TV and so on. Um, and it's honestly just like a second family and then you go home and they ask about your day and then you can always rely on them for some support. Um, and it's actually also with EF Pasta there and it's called Delphi. It's very close for those who want to study engineering because it's literally just five minutes to walk down from door to door. So yeah, that's also perfect uh, for you if you want to study engineering. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's about it. Nice. And your uh, corridor mates, are they all Swedish or? Um, yeah, so it varies a lot because people move in, people move out. And when I moved in, it was 50-50%. So 50% Swedish and 50% international. Now at the moment, it's just uh, me and another guy that are internationals and the other ones are, are all Swedes. But uh, honestly, it's not true what they say about Swedish people, that they are cold and, and, and so on. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, if you're a student, you just come here and you just want to get to know people. And that's, that's true about the, the Swedes as well. So they, they also open up and they are very nice to talk to. I think this also depends, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, um, like uh, It, it depends, really. Like, there are also Swedish people who maybe fit the stereotype a bit more uh, than what is your experience. And I 
know this from some of my friends' experiences who said that they are living in a corridor with a bunch of Swedish people and they don't really still know them after a year, you know, but it, it really depends. And chances are, like, if you are an international student, you are going to have so many opportunities where to meet people, where to talk to people. So even if you get a little bit less talkative corridor mates, you still are going to have so many friends. So it's not a big deal. And uh, you can find a second family, even if it's not a corridor, but even in the private accommodation where I lived. We were just four girls, but we had such a good times, uh, especially with one of the girls we even used to cook together sometime. And yeah, it's it's a very friendly environment, especially because everybody is an international here. Nobody really knows nobody uh, from the beginning. So everybody wants to make friends. So uh, you can find friends, you can socialize, no matter if the corridor situation is good or or less good. Okay, happy to hear it. And that kind of leads us into the next topic, which you both already talked about a little bit. And that's how you found a balance between your academic commitments and your social and extracurricular activities. Um, I mean, for me, it's just like sitting down, clearing my head out, like writing down everything, what I have to do. And then, of course, university enjoys priority. So then I take up those kind of things first, which you also kind of said, like just doing it right there and right now. Um, so then like when I'm finished with all the university stuff, then I can have fun. <laughs> or I mean, it's not that, that I cannot have fun when I have things to do, but then I'm more focus on the university things um but i would say that it's it's actually quite easy to maintain a good working life balance because also um like swedish people like they have this fika kind of thing so you relax multiple times a day already um so don't imagine a full school day from eight until five but there are like multiple breaks for example a full hour lunch break which is very very nice um, so I would say it's very easy to find the balance and um, you will always have time to have fun. <laughs> the uh, the extracurriculars helped me find balance because when I didn't have them, it was very easy to just um, keep working on things for school. And being involved in something gives me this feeling that, okay, now I have to go out and I have to go meet people because this is... This is my responsibility now. And it actually helps me stay more socialized and unwind a little bit and relax from, from the schoolwork, which I would otherwise maybe really submerge myself into. So it actually helps me keep my my internal balance to, to be involved in these activities. Perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> and to all those people listening out there who have already studied one master's degree or are halfway through and are thinking about doing a second one, what advice would you give them? Well, do it. <laughs> if, if you're thinking about it, um, if for any reason it seems like something you would like to experience, then why not really? Like, I don't see why not. So just do it if you want to do it. Yeah, I would also. <laughs> Good attitude. <laughs> I would also honestly say the same. Just we're not getting any younger, so just do it whenever you have the opportunity to do so. Like for example, I've heard someone who's in their sixties and like are currently enrolled in one of the programs. I think, 
So I think that very much shows that, yeah, there is no limit how many master programs you can study if you're interested in something and you're truly um, into that kind of topic, then just go and explore it and try to figure it out for yourself. Maybe you will be enrolled in it for like a few months, but then still you gave a chance to yourself to, to explore it. So yeah, I would just say go for and go and follow your dreams. Just like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. But I think this is a good point. What you mentioned uh, that um, about the person in their 60s, uh, this is something very important that I also noticed that there are people in here, students in here in all uh, age groups. And I really love that about the Swedish culture, maybe in general, it's very open and nobody really judges you for, you know, starting your program later on in your life. And I, I really like that. And I think it's it's great. And that's another reason why if you're thinking thinking about it, you should do it. There is never the wrong time to do it here in Sweden. Yeah, I agree. Like, I love the concept that Swedish people, like, usually take off, like, one or two years between their high school education and university. So just they just go on some and have some fun on their gap years, which is very nice. And for the international master's program, I have had people from, like, a gigantic age group difference, like, also in my current master program, Like the, the youngest one is, I think, 21, 22. And then uh, we go up until like 40 or something. So there is no age limit. You just do what feels good for you and you just study whenever you want to. Fantastic. And do you have any other thoughts or advice you could give? I would just say like, yeah, just try out Lund, see it for yourself. Uh, it's a very good opportunity. And everyone who came here, liked it so <laughs> <laughs> there's the chance for you to also have an amazing time and yeah Lund is also a very highly ranked and a super prestigious university so it also goes well into your CV. Whenever I say to somebody that I'm doing a second master program everybody's like wow you know <laughs> so if you want to hear that <laughs> uh, yeah you, you can do it yeah. <laughs> Perfect well thank you both for coming in and sharing your advice today. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, lunduniversity.lu.se. You can also follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and X, and you can chat with current students on Unibuddy. Don't forget to subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you a new episode very soon.